Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hey everyone, uh, first we're just going to pay the bills for the podcast. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about generating wealth as well as preserving wealth. You're going to like today's episode. We talk a little bit about the financial system and elude to why cryptocurrency and Bitcoin might be uh, a thing you want to start thinking about. Uh, today's sponsors are brought to you by Perium. Perium is my favorite superfood company. When you are out here fighting against woke culture and communists, you want to make sure that you have tons of energy. (laughs) Perium products are organic, live, whole foods that help my digestion, keep my energy high, detox my body from glyphosate, and just make me feel amazing. In the show notes, you're going to find some discount codes. If you go to ishopperium.com, you can use code JOY25 to save 25% off all the products. Um, The next one, I'm a little bit of a supplement junkie. I am obsessed with products from Trinant. I started with a product called Focus. I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD and instead of taking medication, I've chosen lifestyle and nutrition instead. Focus is a all natural pill that's also safe for children that contains a special formula of not only B vitamins, but nutraceuticals that help me stay focused, energized, and allow me to run multiple businesses, have a full client load, and keep my attention on the things that really matter without me feeling jittery, without me feeling like I've taken a bunch of stimulants. Uh, My other favorite products include Mojo, which I drink instead of coffee now, knowing that uh, cortisol levels, your stress hormone, interfere with your body's ability to focus. Um, I knew that I needed to get caffeine and regular coffee out of my diet. Mojo gives me sustained energy throughout the day without the jitters, without the crash, And it's also helped me lose weight. So who doesn't want that, especially after the COVID-20 that we all gained, right? And last and finally is their Glow Liquid Collagen. I've been a yoga teacher for over 20 years. I'm a highly active person. Um, I've had a nagging hip injury for the last 10 years. And paired with my physio and weightlifting program, Glow Liquid Collagen has completely changed the way my hip feels. After about three weeks of taking this daily, I finally no longer have that crunch and ache and pain in my hip. It's completely gone. 
Now, I don't believe there is a, a pill or a, a fix alone that comes in a capsule, but absolutely paired with my lifestyle, these products have changed my life. Again, you can go to the show notes to find my discount code, or you can shop trinot.com slash Carla Treadway. And last but Oh, I did say last last time, but here we go. I have one more for you. That is the membership that I've created called The Sovereign. The Sovereign is for freedom-minded individuals that not only want to live in the present moment, healthy, happy, loving their lives, but who understand that we need to take back our power. We need to lead our lives. So the Sovereign is a wellness membership for forward-thinking individuals who want to live in this world and protect themselves from this wild clown world while setting themselves up with strong bodies, clear and grounded minds, and freedom systems that help them detach from the current clown world. So what you're going to experience in the Sovereign are mental health practices that will change your life. Breath work, meditations, coaching practices. You'll find yoga videos, strength training, mobility workouts that you'll actually want to do from home. And better yet, an interactive online community of like-minded, free-thinking individuals. You're going to experience all sorts of live workshops that will create in you inspiration, creativity, including starting an online business. Maybe you got fired from your job. So reinventing yourself, branding, marketing. It'll include creativity, nutrition workshops, coaching, psychology, philosophy, freedom systems like homesteading, food preservation, and of course, financial preservation like Bitcoin. You can subscribe at CarlaJoyTreadway.com to stay in the know. This membership experience opens soon. And everyone that helps with the ground floor is going to secure in a super low monthly price for life. So I'll include it in the show notes here. Please subscribe. I would love to meet other freedom uh, thinkers and build this community online. I hope you'll join me. And with that, let's get into the show. We're going to talk about money today. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. I am doing a pretty short live podcast here and I decided to make it alive at the same time. Um, if you're listening at home on the podcast, I'm just giving this a few seconds here just to let some, some people come on. Um, and I have some exciting things to talk to you guys about in terms of things that you can do to feel really empowered right now with the current climate. Amazing. So um, I have some great podcast guests coming up this week, by the way, people that uh, refuse to self-censor, people that are going to provide you with some amazing tools for moving forward in life, getting rid of any fear around self-censorship or bullying and just more and more tools to empower yourself. Uh, One of those things being uh, financial health, financial health. 
This is something that I am especially passionate about right now. I am paying ridiculously close attention to what's going on in our financial system in Canada, what's going on with inflation, what's going on with um, our current government policies. Uh, we're, we're in a little bit of hot water, a little bit right now. So I have been spending a lot of time focusing on not only creating wealth, but preserving wealth because these are not normal times. I don't know if you guys have noticed, not normal times. Not at all. So we need to check in. We need to pay attention. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, The difference between being comfortable as a preservation strategy, a very necessary preservation strategy, but also not self-sabotaging ourselves. So in the last two years, checking out has been a very understandable preservation strategy and it doesn't matter what side you sit on many of us have actively chosen to check out you know I'm not going to look at the news I'm not going to look at these things that are worrisome I'm just going to live my life right and I get that and there is absolutely a time and place when we need to do this and I've worked with many, many clients in, uh, with coaching over the last two years that were struggling. They had intense feelings of anxiety and of depression, and it absolutely was a necessary step for them to check out so that they could focus just on strengthening themselves. They needed to strengthen themselves. And sometimes those periods of time stretch out and sometimes they are brief. But what I want to talk about is not staying there forever because at some point it does become self-sabotage because there's something to do, right? So those feelings, anxiety, depression, fear, all of those things, that is a sign that there's something to do. So spiritually, when you're feeling anxious, that is your intuition, that is God, that is your higher self, whatever you want to call it, telling you that you need to live your life differently. There's something to do. And a self-sabotaging technique or even a preservation technique, of course, would be to check out, would be to grab pills, would be to drink, would be to ignore it. And if you've ever been in those places, you'll know that is a uh, temporary fix. That's a Band-Aid. And eventually, those knocks, those little subtle knocks of your body, of your feelings, they're going to just start getting louder and louder and louder until it's a really big problem that needs to be addressed. So again, there are periods of time when we absolutely just need to check out and work on self and work on grounding and work on strengthening ourselves, but also it's a call to action. Instead of it just being a biological mechanism, I'm experiencing the symptom of anxiety. Think of it instead as a call to action to live differently. There's something to do. And when we look at that practically, just in the physical realm, just with our bodies, we get these little subtle signs from our body 
every single day that we need to live differently. This might be in the form of inflammation, exhaustion, you might get dizzy, you might get lightheaded, like these really little subtle knots. Maybe you're getting like sick a lot, like lots of little colds, pain. And we've really normalized these things as like, oh, I'm just getting older. Oh, you know, I'm just busy working. But when normal, yes, good for you, no. fixable, absolutely, if we start listening to this. And we know with our body, when we start to listen to these subtle cues and we address them when they're subtle, then they don't turn into the big things. The big things that end up being cancer, the big things that end up being severe debilitating illness and injury. So we know we wanna address those things in the body when they're just those subtle knocks. Well, the same thing goes for your feelings, anxiety, and fear and just like the body how we can ignore them and just keep on doing what we're doing it'll work for a period of time until those things get stronger the same thing is going to happen to your mental health as well as your spirit eventually you might be in the place where your mental health is is not so great it feels really heavy it feels really severe because we didn't listen to the subtle signs So let's bring that back to checking in, okay? Instead of checking out and using that forever as the strategy, it's not gonna work as a strategy forever. Let's focus on checking in. So how do we check in and pay attention to the things that are going on around us without completely getting tanked by them? I think it's all about being so present and being aware of what's going on around us and then putting that into action. And here's where a lot of us get lost. We become more and more aware of the information around us, but now we have substituted action for worry, right? So we spend all our time consuming information. We spend a lot of time worrying about these things. We spend a lot of time thinking about these things. Well, thinking and worrying are not actions, but we convince ourselves that they are. We think that worry is an action. It feels, because it's exhausting, it feels like work. And this is where a lot of like the freedom uh, community, for example, is really suffering and getting stuck is we're spending a lot of time in this need to know state. I need to take in more information. If I keep looking at all the information, eventually I'll figure it out. Well, first of all, that's you're never going to get through all the information. You're never going to figure it all out. You're never going to sort through this massive pile of information. It's never going to happen. So you can just let go of that. And I know at the earlier stages in this, I really got sucked into this obsessive uh, search for information. I needed to be there at that time and it wasn't healthy to stay there for long periods of time. I needed to get out of there. Right, so focus on what you can control without getting just swept away by this information and putting all of your attention, all of your time just on worrying about these things without doing all the things. So if we brought that back to our body, imagine if you were starting to feel sick and you just worried about being sick all the time, but you never started drinking more water, you never started exercising, you never started taking vitamins, you just sat there and worried about being sick. 
Well, what's that going to lead to? You being sicker because stress causes illness, right? It's only going to make you sicker. Instead, you change your life. You start waking up early. You stop drinking. You start taking vitamins. You start moving your body. You find a therapist. You find an amazing doctor. You do whatever you can to take care of your body and then you will start getting better. Well, the exact same set of rules has to apply to your mental health. We have to take that worry and put it into action so that we don't keep self-sabotaging ourselves. So self-sabotage looks like feeling these uncomfortable feelings and saying, nah, I don't want to feel that right now. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to live my life and I'm just going to enjoy my life. So this is where we have that fine line between doing things that feel good and it actually eventually turning into self-sabotage. Should you check out from time to time and just go live your life and shut off your phone and not look at the news? Yes, please do that. Okay. Also don't sit in the fear, right? So yes, check out sometimes, but what if there was something to do? What if there was an illness that is asking you to change the way that you're living? And when you start looking at all these things, okay, finances in Canada are in trouble. Inflation is through the roof. Uh, Food at the grocery store is looking less and less uh, abundant. Instead of just saying, I'm just going to check out from that because that stuff's really, really scary. Well, you're going to be okay for a period of time. But what if there was something to do here? What if that fear of noticing those things, money, food, wealth, all all those things, what if that's actually your call to action? What can you do? Take your attention away from the big, 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 big picture and onto what you can do. Because we know now at this point These things are not conspiracies. So we don't want to stress out about conspiracies because A, we don't know that they're true. And B, often it's not something you can handle. You can't control the globalist. You can't control the WEF. You can't control the war with Ukraine. There's just nothing you can do there. But what can you control? There are plenty of things. So in terms of finance, we know the things that are happening with finance are very real and very concerning. I don't believe that anyone should be checking out of this right now. This is not the time to check out. This is absolutely self-sabotage if you check out. The normal ways that you would preserve wealth are ESPs, mutual funds, investments, Uh, Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you what to do. Far from it. But if you're paying attention, things are different. They are absolutely different. And I've been spending a ton of time asking experts, interviewing them, researching on my own. What do I do to preserve wealth? Uh, Personally, I don't put... uh, We have RESPs for the children for university, but we don't have RRSPs. We put all our money into commodities, We put them into um, some high risk investments with friends, but often it's property. We're looking at commodities. I'm looking at gold and silver. I'm, and lately I'm looking at Bitcoin and I have a fantastic podcast tomorrow 
uh, with my Bitcoin coach. Now, I was really on the fence here for a really long time on Bitcoin because I would ask my friends that were in the financial space, you know, uh, ask me about Bitcoin. It kind of seemed something, it seemed a little kooky two years ago. And then people would be like, no, no, do the other cryptocurrencies. Do Ethereum, do these other ones. The more I learn about Bitcoin, the more it seems like that's actually the way to go. Now, can you make a ton of money right now with Ethereum and, and these like random cryptocurrencies that keep popping up? Yes. So those, if you're willing to risk things and go in and out, those are absolutely worth looking at right now. It's kind of quick in and out investment things. Now, when you think about Bitcoin, I want you to think about something completely different. Bitcoin is not like the regular fiat system. Bitcoin is like a rebellion. Bitcoin was created as a solution to our failing fiat and currency system. Because if you understand economics or are starting to study economics and then learn what's happening here, we're in a huge pickle right now because our government just callously prints money and it's devaluing our money, the policies and the spending that they're currently doing. Um, it. I don't know. I, I see Canada eventually being in a place like Venezuela where their dollar was worth a lot and all of a sudden it's not going to be worth the same. So if you have a lot of money invested in things like mutual funds and these regular investments, they just might not be as valuable in the near future. And this is worrisome to me. So Bitcoin people get frustrated with because they think, well, I can't get it out easily or where do I use it? For me, Bitcoin is something that I put money into and I just don't look at it and I just put it there. Bitcoin to me is the equivalent of buying gold bars and burying them in the backyard. It's untouchable, it's safe, it's it's a little pocket and it's gonna go over here and it's going to stay there and it's gonna be super volatile and it's gonna get all crazy and I don't doubt for one second that it's gonna be worth a lot of money in the near future. So why Bitcoin instead of all these other cryptocurrencies? Well, these other cryptocurrencies are invested in the regular financial system. They're invested in different things and different commodities, and they're also traceable back to you. What's unique and special only to Bitcoin is it's outrageously secure. Not if you're using the apps, not if you're using hotkeys, but if you have the, your own personal keys in hand, your 24 word password, and it's in a, it's in a cold key, this money is untouchable. So if you vote a way that the government doesn't approve of, or you happen to support a peaceful protest and the government decides to freeze your assets, they cannot get Bitcoin if you hold your own keys. It is untraceable to you. There is no link from Bitcoin to yourself. It is completely safe. Now, a few years ago, it might've seemed like it was just the kooky people going that way, but if you're paying attention, you'll notice that our next future prime minister is a Bitcoin holder. Uh, my neighbors who just built this huge and beautiful cabin on the lake bought it with Bitcoin you have quote, normal people, 
getting a lot of Bitcoin. And it's kind of like uh, like awakening to everything that's going on right now. You know, in the beginning when it was just like your hippie friends, your conspiracy friends that were ringing the alarm and you're like, oh, I don't really need to pay attention to that. But when all the like, quote, normal people started like jumping on board, you're like, oh, shit. I think I'm going to pay attention now because there's all these like normal people with professional jobs that are also starting to see this too. It's kind of like that with Bitcoin. Notice all the huge corporations that are taking on Bitcoin assets. Notice all the countries that are accepting Bitcoin as official uh, tender. Just notice what's going on. So this is one of those things that we really want to pay attention to if we're going to preserve wealth, which I think is a really important thing right now. So sometimes we need those moments to check out, right? Give ourselves a break, calm our anxieties, but we're not really going to address our anxiety and our fear until we start to put that into action. Um, as part of my membership with The Sovereign, we're doing just that. What actions do we need to be taking right now? What do I need to do to make sure that my family has food security? What do I need to do as a mother to make sure that we don't lose our money or that our money doesn't get devalued? That's why I'm looking at these alternative systems like Bitcoin. Okay, this is why we have a giant greenhouse right now and are growing food. This is why we have backyard chickens. This is why we are taking more and more and more steps to be more sovereign. And we're not living in fear. Not at all. And the thing, this is funny, the, people think that it will make them more anxious if they pay attention. But I can't tell you how good it feels to be prepared. I'm prepared. I'm not worrying about things. I'm preparing for things. There's a big difference there. There's like my discernment between worry and preparedness is, is huge, right? So I am preparing just like I would prior to 2019 in a different way. I might've prepared by looking up RRSPs or mutual funds. Well, things are different now. So I'm going to prepare a different way. And it's not me in anxiety. It's not me in fear. It's quite the opposite. It's me just sitting in preparedness. So I'm completely empowered and ready for whatever comes. Yeah. The world is wild right now, so let's prepare. Let's make ourselves untouchable. Let's make ourselves prepared. Let's learn about these things. So a lot of us are self-sabotaging ourselves too because we think, I, you know, I, I don't want to look at that stuff. It, it's upsetting. Or my father-in-law, for example, bought a bunch of Bitcoin the other day and he got frustrated immediately that he couldn't take the money out and sold everything right away. And I'm like, well, it's not the way that it works. And he's like, ah, it's frustrating. I don't want to learn it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to exercise and I do it anyways, <laughs> right? Exercising is uncomfortable and it's necessary. And learning about Bitcoin is, is complicated. And I don't think we have a choice here. I think it's important at least to research it and learn about it and prepare. Growing a garden is a ton of work and I think it's necessary right now. And checking out 
And not doing these things might momentarily make me feel comfortable. But in the long run, I'm really doing myself a disservice. I'm really self-sabotaging myself in the future. So I'm taking those calls of worry, of anxiety, whatever that is, and I'm putting it into conscious action. Conscious action not being sitting with the fear porn or obsessing about the news. It's, okay, I'm going to be really aware of the climate and things going on around me. And I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. And in terms of like our financial system, these things are not conspiracies. They are happening. There are more and more experts speaking out of this. I think uh, just yesterday, Elon Musk was saying like, get ready. I'm really, really worried about the economy right now. We know in Canada, inflation is through the roof, that it's becoming increasingly more difficult for people to pay for food, for people to pay for gas. Home ownership is a near impossibility for most people. Digital bank currency, it's a thing. We've been talking about it for two years. It's a thing. We're moving towards a cashless society. We are moving towards a system where there's going to be a digital currency and there's going to be a social credit system tied to it. We already saw that. We already saw that. That's what happened in Ottawa, right? Someone supported a cause that the government didn't agree with and their bank accounts were frozen. That is social credit. So what's going to happen when we have a digital bank currency? If we have a digital bank currency, it is completely controlled by one body. How easy is it to block people from accessing their funds, especially when tied with social credit principles? And we already have a prime minister that praises China, that refuses to talk about the fact that China is a communist dictatorship that has genocidal tendencies. This country is doing horrific things and our country does nothing but support them. And our prime minister has said many, many times how he envies them, how he envies the dictatorship of China because look how easy it is to control the people. This is a very practical thing. When we look at what the central bank is doing, the central bank has royally messed up, which is why uh, Pierre keeps calling them out, right? We have printed money to the point where our currency is starting to become devalued. So they're already taking so many missteps there. But we're in a predicament now where people will absolutely be controlled if there is no cash and everything is tied to central bank currency. So what will absolutely happen is you will be told how you can spend your money, right? Oh, well, actually, you already went on one vacation this year, so we're not going to allow you to use your money on travel for the rest of the year. Or because of climate change, we don't want you spending your money uh, further than five kilometers from your house. Actually, I think you used up your gas budget this year. You can't use your money for gas the rest of the month. Sounds scary? Sounds dystopian? I think it's already happening. I'm going to play you guys just a little clip here 
uh, talking about the central bank game plan in under three minutes. This is by Richard Werner. Just take a listen here. How have the central banks, this is my last slide because my 12 minutes is just up, have reacted to the truth coming out? They admit that they've been telling porkies and now they propose to increase their power. So central bankers belatedly admit, oh, oh, now that you've mentioned it, uh, yes, banks create the money supply. Um, so uh, let's abolish that now. <laughs> um, and also, by the way, let's abolish cash. So what should we do? Well, introduce digital cyber currency that central banks issue and control and thereby gain total control over all economic transactions, decisions, and the whole lot you've just heard from the CEO of the GDI. So the greatest concentration of central banking power in history is really the bid they're aiming at. That's the central bank's goal. And of course, digital accounts of um, dissenters and regime critics could be switched off. It'd be very difficult to even purchase necessities. So this is an Orwellian dystopia of total control, the end of any freedoms. That's um, really what central banks are aiming at. Several central banks have, like the Bank of England, already prepared their microchip implant, RFID chip, to be implanted under your skin. Um, and why is the sudden discussion about universal basic income from all the grassroots and inverted commas movements and billionaires? Oh, universal basic income is the bribe for you to accept the microchip. The overarching trend of the 20th century is concentration of power in the hands of the few. That's what we have to keep in mind. We have to work against this. We don't want to have these unaccountable central planners making decisions. We need decentralization. And the solution, therefore, is to maintain public money in the hands of local community banks, decentralize decision making, give local people the power in the form of local public banks and local not-for-profit community banks. As I walked in, I was delighted to see that the um, Gottlieb Dutwala Institute is also about Genossenschaft and cooperatives. And of course, the majority of banks in Germany are cooperative banks. Um, and that's really what we need. So. Yeah, so that is the University of Southampton talking about the plans already put forth uh, in the UK. So he's he's from the UK and we have the same things expressly talked about in Canada as well. So they talked about the digital currency. They talked about uh, cashless society. Uh, Pfizer already has this uh, programmable microchip that you can put your QR code in it. So why do we still have this mandate, for example? Why do we have this mandate for the squirt that doesn't work? Why do we still have this mandate for this thing that we have to put in our bodies that has been proven doesn't work at all for the uh, current variants that are going around? Why is it still mandated? Why are they doubling down on the force for the thing that doesn't work? Well, what do you think the next thing will be that's mandated? People are already glued to their phones, right? We're already glued to our phones. But imagine if this QR code, if this thing was actually in your body. Now, we already have people in Sweden. We have people uh, in the UK that are willingly putting this chip in their hand, which gives them access to their banking information. 
Okay, well now this thing is in your body that can measure biometric data about yourself that is connected to your banking information. Imagine how easy it is to switch off your banking information when you do something that the government doesn't agree with. Okay, so we're watching this slow creep happen, right? The slow creep where they're creating more and more censorship bills, where we're watching punishment. The social credit system, it's already here, right? You see people being fired from their jobs if they don't buy into a particular ideology. We're watching people get digitally erased if they don't say the right thing or believe the right thing or sit on the side of leftist ideology. When I say leftist ideology, I don't mean liberal. I mean far left ideology. There is a difference. So these things are already happening. It's not a coincidence that we are doubling down on mandate. It's not just silly. It's not just weird. It's not just incompetence of the government. It is very, very intentional because there is something coming next for you. And the only way to break free from that financial system is financial sovereignty, is educating yourself now. So we don't want to be in the fear about it. Oh no, that sounds so scary. I'm just going to check out. No, do something about it. Start educating yourself on how you can make your money untouchable. Because this is, of course, how we control people. You don't have any money, you're pretty easily controlled. What do they do in, in Mao's China? They starved everyone because no one is concerned about their freedom when they don't even have food. There are amazing interviews uh, with Yemeni Park about this, right? When people are starving, they do not care about their freedom. They're fighting for their freedom. They're fighting for their next meal. So if you don't have money, if you don't have food, you're going to be very easy to control. So these are the things that we want to work on. It's pretty easy to grow your own food. You can grow it in, t in your home with like these towers. You can buy giant bags of flour right now. There's so many little things. I'm not talking about being 100% sovereign right now, like taking these little steps right now. Start learning now. Start learning about Bitcoin now or start learning about commodities. Start taking your money out of this regular sinking ship of a financial system and putting it somewhere else. Use up all your cash now. Spend only cash. I spend cash on everything. I very rarely use my credit card. Cash, cash, cash all the time until you can't use it anymore. So there, there's something happening here, right? The the people that are speaking out are not kooks. They're in the financial system. The economists that you hear in CPAC in the House are hired by the Liberal Party. They're not critiquing the Liberal Party. They're just saying what they're propped up to say. They're not even real economists, okay? Listen to these people that actually understand the fiat system, who actually understand what happens when you print ridiculous amounts of money, who understand what's happening with digital currency, because digital currency is a reality today. All those people that thought it wasn't a big deal to have digital uh, identities, uh, you're going to see why it's a big deal. And, you know, there are some of us that think, well, you know what, I just, I agree with everything that they're doing and I'm not a bad citizen. I got nothing to hide. I'm, I'm not a Freedom Convoy supporter. It doesn't really matter. Um, it will, 
because it doesn't matter if this issue you support, there will be something in the future that you may not support and you'd be surprised what's going to get you shut off from your bank account. So again, this is not about fear mongering. This is about paying attention because many of us have grown up and lived these very cushy lives, free from war, free from uh, like worrying about our next meal. So we think it's an impossibility that something really significantly bad will happen in our lives. Well, talk to the people that have immigrated to Canada from communist countries. They are the ones that are ringing the alarm bell saying, you know, I left China, I left uh, Russia, I left Ukraine to get away from this stuff, right? And it's happening all over again. Pay attention to those people. Those people have been showing up in my inbox and telling me these stories. We should absolutely be listening to them. They've gone through it. They escaped lives that were really challenging to come to Canada, which was a democracy, which was a safe place, but now we're going down those exact same steps. And the best way that you can live sovereign and free is to protect your money, is to protect your money. So that's what I've been working on right now. I've been working on generating wealth. I have a ton of new clients. I've been helping people build online businesses. So I, I'm not victim to a social credit system because I don't have a boss. I don't have a boss. I am my own boss. I make my own money. I make my own schedule. So that is one way that I became more sovereign. So I've been making money and now bit by bit, I'm not saying I dumped all of my money into Bitcoin, but bit by bit, I'm taking more and more and putting it into these sovereign systems. It feels amazing. It feels secure. It feels good. I feel untouchable. And that's the direction that we need to be going in. Not checking out, not living fear, moving forward, protecting ourselves, protecting our families, and of course, coming together, coming together, which is why I'm bringing in all these experts into the sovereign that can um, help us, right? So everyone in this community has something to bring to support the collective, to support the whole, not only to be more elevated in our thinking, more positive about our thinking, to be more conscious, but to make a plan because there are things to do. There are things to do right now. So tomorrow, uh, Aaron and I are going to be on the podcast talking about why Bitcoin is special, why we want to start looking into it. We're going to talk about the current financial climate and uh, Aaron's actually going to be a frequent contributor in the Sovereign doing uh, bi-weekly workshops um, on financial preservation because it's a thing. It's a thing right now. So we don't want to check out of that for sure. We don't want to obsess about it. We don't want to be scared about it, but it's something to pay attention to right now. So what a better way to feel more badass, right, is to be in control of your wealth. Make money, but keep your money. You can make all the money you want right now. If it gets devalued, then what's the point? And I know that's where I sat for a while. In the beginning of all this, I started getting really unmotivated to work because I was like, well, what's the point? What's the point? If we're leading towards this far leftist agenda, if we're leading uh, the society towards communism, why even make money? Cause it's just going to get taken. Cause that's what happens in communism. 
Um, I had a good laugh too the other day. I, I made like a, a stupid funny reel um, about the NDP Liberal Socialist Coalition and someone popped in there saying, have you even Googled socialism? And I just had a, a good chuckle because um, Google socialism and actually the, I think it's the second thing that comes up. You see Marxism as a means to deconstruct and destroy capitalism in pursuit of communism. Do we have socialist programs in Canada? Yes. Yes, we do. Our healthcare is socialist. You could say that uh, the police force is, is socialist, right? It's, it's for everyone, but it's not everything. Uh, and if you want to actually promote socialism as a cure for what's going on, please give me an example of a socialist country that is one that you would like to live in. I would love to see that. Uh, it doesn't exist. And as a history buff, as someone that has read a ton of history books, I would just lead you to that. Uh, read a history book. Look up Mao's China and the Red Army. Look up Stalin. Look up Marx. Because what ha always happens in a socialist country is they talk about the benefits of socialism and this fake utopia that we'll get to where we're all just taking care of each other and we're all equal. Um, it's never happened. What actually ends up happening is people starve to death and line up for food and everyone is equal and equally suffering. So that's absolutely not the way we want to go. Do we need some elements of socialism in our culture? Do I like our socialist healthcare? I like some elements of that, but I think we would also benefit from privatization of healthcare at the same time. Um, I think it's New Zealand that has that, both private and public healthcare. That would be an excellent solution, right? It's not about being left or right. Uh, being in the middle actually would support society the best. It's not as simplistic as like, oh, capitalism's evil. Are there elements that make capitalism bad in some sense? Sure, uh, but socialism is not the cure. It's a little bit of both would actually lead to an ideal society, elements of both. Not totalitarian socialist control, that's not how we're going to uh, improve our circumstance or get to a good place. Um, yeah, so that's my little rant here today, just talking about, <laughs> I don't wanna get into the socialism thing today, but uh, talking about money, paying attention, Pay attention to the point, not where you are worrying and obsessing with everything that's going wrong. Pay attention to action steps. Get enough information that you need to about our current climate and what's going on financially, and then put that into conscious action. Do you know how good it feels to have like a little nest egg of money over here and a little garden over here? It feels amazing. It feels amazing. It feels way better than worry, and it feels way better than checking out. Shannon, you're gonna wanna listen to this. You're gonna like it. Um, thank you guys for joining on the live. Um, what I love to do always too is when you're in these chats too, like find a new friend, find someone that thinks like you, someone that's an elevated thinker, someone that is on the same page as you. We are building these communities more and more and 
especially as I build the sovereign, it's great to have more people in this community. So also, if you are someone that would love to contribute to this community, if you can speak on wellness, if you can speak on nutrition, uh, if you can speak on foraging or homesteading or all these kinds of things, I would, I would love to hear from you. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining me for this live episode of Carla ranting on sense making and the live podcast with Aaron will be tomorrow and you'll find it in Spotify sense making with Carla Joy Treadway up um, probably by the end of the week. So you guys can listen to everything Bitcoin in this podcast. I think you're going to like it. And again, Aaron's going to be a frequent contributor in this group. So stay tuned. If this is a concern of yours, I think it should be a concern of everyone. Let's make money. Let's save our money and let's put our money to good use, to good use. It's time to create a better world. And it starts right here, empowering ourselves, staying elevated and forward thinking. That's how we break out of anxiety. That's how we break out of the fear. Awesome, you guys. I'll see you next time. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Mel. I'll talk to you soon.